When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Boland. Ben, I'm going to start out today's podcast with uh, in kind of an unusual way, I guess. Um, it's a uh, it's a request. And oh. It's a request of our listeners. Okay. And um, I know we'll, we'll get into our topic in just a moment, but um, I just wanted to get this out there because we're going to have to kind of uh, gather a bunch of information from our listeners for this for an upcoming topic. And uh, I thought I'd just get this out of the way quickly so that we can uh, we can kind of move on with business today. OK. OK. Uh Noel, could we have some this is important kind of music? You know, like a breaking news. Something thing? dramatic. Yeah. Oh, that was perfect. Yeah. All right. So here we go. We've got a request from a listener, and I don't have the listener's name in front of me right now. This is just kind of off the uh, off the cuff. Um, just read the email, but the the listener had talked to me via Facebook or email about um, some kind of strange eccentric behaviors that a customer of his had when he worked at a, uh, a local mechanic shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this, uh, this older woman would come in and want her tires synchronized, the logos on the tires synchronized, so that they were all pointing the same direction or lined up in the same manner. Oh, I remember this, yeah. And, and uh, you know, the, he tried to convince her that, you know, the second that she left the shop and made the first turn... It doesn't matter after It's completely... That. Yeah. You know, just, it's, it's, it's off. Yeah, it's unsynchronized, I guess, yeah. is the best way. So he said, you know, I thought it'd be interesting. You know, I, I explained her over and over this, and but we didn't charge her anything for it. And uh, and I know that there's a ton of these kind of unusual habits or stories or or uh, anecdotes out there of, of right. you know, some eccentricities, I guess. <laughs> and uh, and I thought if our listeners could send in a bunch of those, that would be great. You know, something unusual that you've either heard of in the past or experienced Ooh. yourself or you have on your own, you know, some kind of strange behavior habit that you have that people find unusual. Like as a car owner, uh, let's open it up to uh, for uh, mechanics as well. Yeah, sure. There's a mechanic who has an eccentric thing they like to do. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Exactly. Like making sure the logos on the spark plugs line up or whatever Mm -hmm. it happens to be. Anything like that. Just uh, just send it in and we're going to try to create an entire podcast out of that. 
Okay, so we got that out of the way. Let's uh, let's get to today's topic, which is something kind of unusual from another uh, another listener. A suggestion from a listener, right? Yeah, this is a listener mail. I think that you have the listener mail in front of you, right? Well, yeah, it was it was really just a uh, it was just a link that was sent by uh, by yep. uh, one of our listeners that sends in a lot of information. His name is Rudy Smith, and I know you've heard the name many times if you listen to car stuff. He's uh, mm-hmm. he prolific. He sends in a lot of information, a lot of good stuff, a lot of topic ideas. And uh, Rudy, we uh, we got to this one. This one is uh, about Rhino Motors and kind of a unique motorcycle, unicycle idea, right? Yes, that's uh, Rhino Motors spelled R-Y-N-O, the brainchild of an engineer named Chris Hoffman. Rhino Motors is making a one-wheeled vehicle. It's it's not a unicycle. It's they, they call uh, it a scooter. They call it a one wheeled scooter. And anybody who's checked out our scooter episode knows that the divide between scooters and motorcycles proper is a matter of engine size. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so this does qualify as a scooter. Um, I, if you watch the videos, it looks a lot more feasible than it does when it's just standing by itself in a still photograph. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because this thing looks like it's always going to fall. It's not going to fall, but... I watched the videos as well. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of links to this thing online. So if you search, you know, just Rhino Motors, you'll you'll find this thing. Uh, The... the the videos of it are, I'll say, impressive. I, I wasn't really expecting a whole lot of this because I've seen a lot of these kind of newer um, Segway-type vehicles that come along, you know, and I'm, I'm just using that term as generic, I guess, in, in a way. But, um, you know, these balancing, self-balancing vehicles that, you know, you rely on your your movement in order to steer and turn. Um, this thing, this, uh, this, this Rhino Motor, there's really not even a name for it. It's just Rhino Motor's... Scooter, I guess. Yeah, kind of like how um, in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Frankenstein was the doctor, and the monster didn't really have a name. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just there. I don't know what to call it yet. They haven't officially named it yet. So um, th- this thing that we watch, um, it's it's really quite impressive. Yeah, it's the only product Rhino Motors makes. So most people are referring to it as the Rhino, but technically it is. Pretty much, we're in the dark about the name. The Rhino. Let's call it the Rhino, I guess. Throughout. Yeah, or just, the scooter, just for this. Yeah. Or the scooter, something like that. I'll tell you, Ben, what, what maybe impressed me the most about this in the video was when the moment when the key is turned and the self-balancing uh, yeah. situation happens. I don't know what that it would be. The the act, the system activates, I guess. Yeah. And you can just tell that that thing is firmly in place right where it's going to be. It's not going to it's not going to topple over. Um, so I, I think this really bears some uh, some explaining. So So let's get into it. Okay, yeah, this is a this is a great uh, way to start this because here's the question, Scott: Why on earth would somebody build this? Well, uh, like many great inventions, this kind of comes from the mind of a child because Chris Hoffman's daughter one day said, "Daddy, build a one wheel motorcycle," and he said, "Well, uh, what are you yeah. talking about, basically?" Yeah, <laughs> and she had played a uh, what was it a video game or something yeah. like that, a yeah. game of some type. Uh, that, and saw this and was kind of inspired by this. And he said, well, what do you mean? And this is back in 2009. Mm-hmm. And, and she made a sketch of it. Yeah, she drew it. And I'll tell you, Ben, that sketch, that's an impressive sketch. I don't know how old his daughter was at the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, the sketch, if that's the if that's the true original sketch, that's pretty remarkable. That's a good sketch. It, it really, it, it's very 
true to what the the design eventually looked like. He he was uh, right on top of it. And the guy that we're talking about, his name is Chris Hoffman, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a mechanical engineer. So you know he's he's got the ability to do something like this, and he's got a really cool workshop. He from, does. From what I saw in the video, you can get a peek at it in the videos. Yeah, he's a he's a he's. Well, he's now the CEO of Rhino Motors, mm. uh, which is based out of Portland, Oregon, here in the United States. And uh, again, this is like five years of development at this point. And uh, I guess there's some big news coming from Rhino, according to their website. There's right. A, there's oh. a blog post that says, yeah. check back in August mm-hmm. for, for the big announcement. And that blog post was on the 25th of June, mm-hmm. and it was from Chris himself. Uh, the, the rumor is that there's a new model coming out, which would be good for the company mm-hmm. uh, let's i want to dive into the stuff we know and we don't know about the rhino sure is that cool yeah sure all right so things we don't know almost all of the specs <laughs> yeah that's all yeah. literally ladies and gentlemen when you go to the rhino motors website right now you can click on the thing that says specs and it says available soon yeah i have a feeling that after the announcement in august uh, whenever that happens, and you know these things get pushed back sometimes, so be patient there. But right. um, there, there's a lot of activity going on right now at Rhino Motors, so mm-hmm. um, I have a feeling those specs are going to show up soon. And, and when they do, um, I, I just I, I can't imagine how much more or how much more detailed information we can get because we're you can kind of gather some stuff from here and there mm-hmm. in articles, mm-hmm. but it's all preliminary. It's yeah. all stuff from you know back when they were testing this thing in 2010, 2011. Prototype models. Yeah, there were a lot of prototype models that were test driven by um, by some some sites that you know are interested in this like type of thing. Like car and driver, I think. Yeah, and, and gadget, I think, was another one that uh, that I saw recently. And and the reason that this is kind of getting uh, some, some play here on our show is that it's back in the news again with this August announcement. And Rudy mm-hmm. caught it um, via a, uh, I think it was a Daily Mail article. Yes. Uh, from this year, from 2013. And uh, again, it's 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 remained current, it's remained in the news, and there's something going on there. So, so check out the website, you'll find a lot of information, but... What do what do we know about this thing? Great question, Scott. We do know that it has um, a pr- a pretty serious uh, and robust gyroscopic system mm-hmm. because, a- as we said again, uh, the key turning is a real pivot point in the video because it looks like the key goes into the wheel, yeah. and and uh, that as soon as it goes in there, you see the vehicle itself snap up. Yeah, this is an electric vehicle, mm-hmm. and, and I'll tell you, it, it truly does look like it brings it to life the second that he turns the key. It's, mm-hmm. I know it's funny to say that, but it really does. I mean, it's you can, you can just tell the, the, the change in attitude of the thing, um, <laughs> that, you know, it, that it's, it's upright yeah. and it's not moving. It's very solid. And uh, oh, go no, go right ahead. Uh, so it, we also know, as you were going to say, that it's electric, um, Completely battery powered, not a hybrid. We know that it has a gigantic tire, mm-hmm. 250 uh, width tire there. But we also know that it is light enough that you could drag it behind you. You could lift it if you had to. Yeah. Now this thing, they say it's a cross between a Segway and a unicycle. Mm-hmm. And uh, the single wheel that you mentioned, it's like um, you know those really really cool custom hot rod motorcycles that they build yeah the width of the back tires on those things is about like what the width of this tire is on on this thing so when they say a unicycle that's a little bit deceptive because you think of a uh, very narrow um almost like a 10 speed tire or something like mm-hmm. that a, you know a, um an off-road 
bicycle tire. Um, this is more like, you know, a great big, well, a thin car tire or a very, very wide motorcycle tire. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the best way to put it. And, uh, the, the, you know, he's mentioned that it can be pivoted, driven anywhere. I mean, the, the videos show him on sidewalks. It shows him going through alleys, alleyways, um, yeah. go, going uphill. Uh, through buildings, you know, people mm-hmm. allow this through the building. This is which is kind of unusual, but th- now this is maybe where this comes in. Um, it's regular. The thing right now, in, it's it says that it's regulated in the city to twelve and a half miles per hour, and then it says like other mobility scooters, which mm-hmm. I thought was a weird line. Now mobility scooters, I'm thinking, what? This is nowhere near what a mobility scooter looks like. I'll tell you that. That's right, it's completely right. different. But it apparently has. Um, the, the uh, some type of characteristics or something that allows it to be used as that. So it shows him riding through, you know, the lobby of a hotel. I think he gets into an elevator, rides it all the way up. You know, takes it up to his apartment or wherever, and uh, and charges the thing up. You know, because it takes a couple hours to charge this thing. Uh, we'll talk about the batteries in a second, but um, it, it's it's very very handy. Yeah, you can you can take it on the bus with you. You can take it on the train. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty easy to balance. Um, you know, just on its own because I think you leave the key on. Anyways, there's right, yeah. Um, so it's it's self-balancing. Anyways, you're not going to really be fighting this thing. Uh, there's a great big bar on the front that it, that serves as a kickstand, but you know you can kind of lower it down so it, it stands up. You don't have to worry about you know laying it over every time. Uh, it uses a thumb throttle and a brake lever, so the controls will be familiar to people who are accustomed to that. But another thing we know about it, at least with the one of the prototype models that we've read a review of. Uh, Top speed. Did you hear about this? What is it? Uh, for one of the prototype models, it was 15 miles per hour. Not bad. Not bad. I've got an, a conflicting number here that I found from some other article because, again, there, there's a lot of different versions of this thing out there. And I'm sure that some are restricted, like in the city that we talked about, you know, the 12 and a half miles per hour. Sure. The yeah. 15 miles per hour. That's still, that's pretty decent, really, when you're on something like this, as you'll, as you'll see in the videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I read another article where it said as much as 25 miles per hour. I don't know if I would. Wanted. Would you want to go 25 I, miles an hour? I'm not so sure that I would, but uh, maybe once you're more comfortable on this thing, um, it really is at home at slow speeds. You'll find that um, mm-hmm. you know when you watch the video, it's very maneuverable. Um, in fact, they're talking to um, you know law enforcement agencies and exactly. they're talking to security agencies, uh, places that operate in crowds, places that uh, you know need these highly maneuverable vehicles that that can be easily. Um, I don't know, accessed and uh, I don't I go guess, places. Cars can't a way go. you can jump off of them quickly if you need to. Yeah. Um, you know, it's easy off, easy on. The rider can stand or sit. So you know, like on a Segway, um, you know, the, you see these uh, used as security mm-hmm. uh, mobility, I guess, in in a lot of malls and places like that, right? Um, even public areas, you know, where a lot of a lot of people are walking around. The problem with that is that the officer has to stand. The entire time that they're that they're on the Segway and when they're walking around, uh, with this with this design, they're able to sit or stand um, as needed, and the mobility doesn't really change. You're still able to uh, to function, you know, as you at, in any way that you want, really. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know, one of the problems with the Rhino for you and I mm-hmm. is that we don't really, uh, we're, we're not really prepared to dress the part yet. <laughs> What's the, how, what do you mean dress the part? Well, I mean, Scott, I want to be candid with you here. Um, you know, you're one of my close friends. We've been doing this show for a long time. I agree. Thank you. Uh, thank Likewi- you. Likewise. Hey, thanks. We dress a little bit square, though, for something uh, like a rhino. Oh, you had to bring that up, didn't you? Yeah, you probably do have to dress a little cooler, but uh, there's good news. I think I know where you can go to get some cooler threads. How about that? Lay it on me, big bro. Yeah, you'll be able to go to Jack Threads. And, uh, you know, we've talked about Jack Threads a lot of, a lot of times on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the coolest thing about this this site, and it's it's club, by the way. You have to... You have to it's a bit exclusive. Yeah, there's yeah. a membership waiting list. But one of the coolest things is that everything on the site can be up to 80% off. Yeah, and this isn't just knockoff stuff. No, 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 no. Brand name stuff that uh, that would look make make it look cool enough to be to be seen on one of these Rhino scooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, these are name brands like Penguin, uh, Busted Tees, Element, mm-hmm. Adidas, Burton. You know mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, you, you would uh, you would be able to dress the part a little better, I guess, than than what you or I do now, right? And you don't have to wait. For the membership list to open up to let you into the club, uh, you can go to jackthreads.com slash carstuff, skip the line, access the website today, and the prices are, uh, candidly, good enough for me. And longtime listeners of this show, you guys know that if it's good enough for me, it's probably ridiculously cheap. That's a deep, deep discount. And, uh, <laughs> and hey, free access to a club. Why not, why not take, a, you know, take action on something like that, right? Yeah, everybody likes to be, Exclusive. Uh, before we continue, Scott, I want to say that that was just an awkward segue into our sponsor part. I I don't think that you and I are too square to ride a rhino. No, I don't know. I I probably am. Ben, you are uh, you're a snazzy dresser though. You know, I don't. I I haven't been tucking my shirt in, which mm-hmm. I think makes me look a little bit more like casual. Like that's this more, guy would be on a scooter. Well, that's more recent. Ben's usually wearing a hat and a jacket. You know, through the office here, he's mm-hmm. nice. 
dressed up uh, nearly every day. I have an eye patch in my car, and every so often, this is so dumb, man, and it has nothing to do with riders, but every so often, I think about whether or not I could go into a place full of strangers and pull off the eye patch, because it's something that you wouldn't really, if you saw a stranger mm-hmm. wearing that, and well, it's, a, it's a black eye patch, it doesn't look like a medical eye patch. Sure. Then you wouldn't call them out on it. No. Does it have a skull and crossbones on it? No. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe it would be a little theatrical about it. Uh, I think I think wearing a <laughs> fake eye patch is theatrical enough. It's in my disguise. Oh, that's bit. funny. I can see you trying that. So um, another thing, this uh, another segue into the Rhino stuff. Uh, one thing that's nice about the car I have now is that I can carry uh, everything from ridiculous stuff like a disguise kit to... Um, smart stuff to carry mm-hmm. like uh you know a roadside emergency kit sure on a rhino the storage room is just not there no I mean, you're that's gonna have, obvious you're going to be carrying a backpack or if and i don't think i mean i don't think there's even room for saddlebags on something like this when you when you see how you sit on this thing you you're straddling the uh, the wheel itself uh, mm-hmm. And all the mechanism that, that's that's keeping this thing balanced and it's everything. It's the tire. It's tucked inside. Yeah, you're right. You're on. Oh, you're atop the tire. The uh, the the gyroscope's inside the correct. Wheel. Yeah, that's right. And then there's a like the handlebars are up above, mm-hmm. and there's a tiny little windscreen, like a windshield, which I don't even really know why that's there. It's I like guess a token. Maybe I think it, maybe it's just to protect you know uh, protect the uh, the, the displays. The, yeah. yeah, the display maybe because there's a there's a battery indicator there that glows true. green or yellow if you know depending on the the battery charge um it has a couple of led headlights on the front mm-hmm. you can't uh, lean is, back i think it even it i'm you know what i'm gonna i'm making this up maybe but i'm guessing that if it has led headlights it may or may not have turn signals mm-hmm. uh just being that you know this thing is able to you know navigate in traffic i guess in city situations sure uh, you're not going to be on the highway of course but um you know as far as like commuting short distances like mm-hmm. this would be great if you had to uh, you know, go a short distance to the train. Let's say that you're going to ride this thing to the train and then take the train to your office and then, mm. you know, head up to your office, wherever. That's but a if great you have, point. If you have an, a mile or two miles or three miles or whatever, you have to walk normally. Um, this thing is going to shave a lot of time off of that off of that trip for you, um, you know, the, the walking time that you would normally have. You know what else? This would also be great for a very dense city, mm-hmm. um, especially a city for, like, okay, a European city, where many of the roads were built before the advent of cars. Okay. You know, yeah, you, I could, I could see somebody using this to great effect. Uh, we should also mention that we can make a couple of guesses about the upcoming August announcement. I have the, I have the blog entry that Chris Hoffman put up there oh. on the 25th. I'm sorry, earlier I said it was the 20th, I think. 25th of June. He says, Rhino Motors has made tremendous strides over the last six months. Sorry for keeping you in the dark, but we have been hard at work developing, testing, producing the next generation Rhino to release to the world. Uh, the frenzy of activity involved closing first round of financing, hiring a staff of engineers, <laughs> management, marketing, sales, supply chain manager to set up production as well as moving to a new office space. Stay tuned. We have big news coming in August. Wow, they're really doing this. So, uh, yeah. so there's a lot of uh, R&D and distribution type news coming out. And uh, it seems like, you know, I, I'm sure that the big announcement is going to be that, you know, that this thing is going to be available in retail locations soon. Um, yeah. You know, because up until this point, um, each one that that you know he's built, you know, it's hand built, hand, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they all will remain hand built. It's just um, 
you know, he's doing them one at a time in his shop. And that's uh, those run about $25,000. Yeah, isn't that incredible? Now, they're not even truly for sale. Right. Um, he's, you know, he has taken orders, I guess, from people, mm. individuals who said, yes, I'll give you $25,000 for that object because or that, that toy, that thing, because... That is so cool. I mean, and really, when he's on on that um, on that Rhino scooter in traffic, you know, when people are all around him, um, you wouldn't believe the attention that this guy gets on this thing. It is true. It is true. And uh, I can't blame him because it looks so counterintuitive. You know, he, he, Hoffman himself admits that there is a big psychological jump people have to make when they think I can you know, get on this thing safely? Are you sure? Yeah. And he talks about having people jump on handlebars and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. He said there's a one hour um, learning curve, I guess. You need to you need about yeah. an hour to learn how to ride this thing and that's it. That's your parking lot it's, time. It's it's unlike a Segway in that this thing self balances. You kinda lean forward to accelerate, you re- you lean a little bit rearward to uh, to brake or you know reduce speed. Mm-hmm. Um, it automatically writes itself if the rider leans a little too far one way or too far the other way. It's, it's, you know, these safeties in, in mind. Um, it can climb a, a 30% grade, which if you take a look at what a 30% grade really is, that's, that's fairly steep. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I I don't know honestly how I feel about that if it were, like, consider if this was during inclement weather. Okay. I don't know if I would want to be on this thing on it. Going barreling downhill on a on a one wheeled object, right? And uh, let's keep in mind that some of the earlier models used regenerative braking. Yeah. Uh, the I've got some guesses about the August model. Okay. 
Um, and one of those might be featuring a disc brake, oh. which I think would be much safer. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, it, but, it's totally safer. But also, you know, think about like a city like, um, uh, let's say San Francisco, because that's the easy one for me to for me to talk lots about. Of but, hills. Uh, lots of hills that are very very steep, greater than thirty percent. So I don't know if it would be uh, you know something that they would want to really market there. Certain areas of San Francisco, of course, but. Um, you know, it, for the for the major hills there, you know that it's probably not going to be a good choice for someone there. Well, here's here's the thing, and tell me if this is a dumb concern, okay? Sure. San Francisco, super steep roads, and let's say it's raining. You're on your rhino, and you're going uphill. All right, with Got just it. one wheel making contact, and the vehicle weighs maybe a hundred, and maybe maybe the total weight. Is like, let's say three hundred pounds. Just okay. For the, the sake. Well, the 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 object itself, the Rhino scooter, itself weighs one twenty five. Yeah, one twenty five. But I'm right. saying, you know, with a person, with some stuff, whatever. Okay, got it. Um, that one point of contact on the road, on on a thirty percent incline, whatever, going up while it's raining yeah. and the oil's already slicking up the road, that makes me nervous. I right? understand. But you know what? I mean, I guess even if you're on a motorcycle in that type of weather, you're going to have trouble and something like that. You're not going to have the four points of contact that you would in a car. Yeah, that's true. And, and also, okay, the other thing is that this is going to be used by people who are, um, you know, using it to get to the train, using it to get short distances to the office, whatever. If, if this is, you know, one of their options, um, you know, maybe the the better option in that case would be to walk with an umbrella. You know, if it's, <laughs> if it's raining, instead of instead of taking you know the the open vehicle, completely open vehicle, you know, open to the elements, I should say. Oh, okay, um, good. So point. I don't know, maybe, but I, I feel you on the uh, on the thirty percent grade thing. If you're headed downhill at you know on a on a thirty percent grade at fifteen miles an hour, twenty five miles and per you hour, break that may be a little bit hairy. I I wouldn't really uh, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody but also i think you've made a great point because you're saying that's not necessarily what it's for no but i think it's capable of it if they say that it's capable of it it mm-hmm. probably can exceed that however i wouldn't really push it at that yeah point. that's just a personal safety there's issue. a little bit of cya yeah, in that those so. kind of things uh other things that might happen with the oh, audience model uh the consumer version coming out which would be different to the uh, law enforcement version, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it might sell for as little bit uh, as little as four thousand dollars. Well, what a bargain compared to the twenty five thousand that we saw you know, right. for the uh, the early adopters, right? And it's in its economy of scale as well, mm-hmm. right? So you get you get a cut as you make more. So there are numbers out there that are that are ballpark four thousand dollars mm-hmm. uh, that, that are hinting at that that may be kind of like the the region that they're going to sell it for, the, right? The entry level, but you know, whenever somebody comes up with things like that. It's like the $100 laptop. Remember that mm-hmm. idea, which sure. was a great charity initiative? Uh, the it, It's difficult to effectively predict a price point, so I wouldn't be surprised if this if this price is higher. You know, um, maybe there are optional things that will come with it that shouldn't really be optional. That happens sometimes. Yeah, like batteries. Um, I think that they've mentioned the battery here, or we mentioned the battery, and I mm-hmm. wanted to get to it for sure. Yeah. Uh, the battery is, of course, rechargeable. And, um, you know, the, the thing about the battery is that it's completely removable as well. So you can park this somewhere on a bike rack, whatever, mm-hmm. in the parking structure, or, you know, bring it right up to your apartment or, or house or whatever. Yeah. And if you take the battery with you, you can take it up to your office. You can take it wherever you want, plug it into a charger anywhere, really, because a, a normal... Um, a normal 
outlet outlet i guess or a charging unit would mm-hmm. would work for this so you know the, and i've seen times as far as charging you know from full charge on the site itself this is kind of confusing the the rhino motors company mm-hmm. website says 4 to 6 hours for a complete charge however some of the older articles this is where it's confusing yeah articles that are 2 years older um, say that you know it's a it's ninety minutes according to uh, you know some of the the test drives that they had maybe that was early information and maybe mm-hmm. they've changed or adapted the battery in some different way that you know it's maybe got uh, I don't know larger capacity it takes a little longer to charge up probably right um, uh, they also rate it in um, <clears throat> they also rate it in terms of range mm-hmm. so they'll say the battery once it's once it is charged uh, will be able to power you for 18 miles. That's pretty decent. Considering the size? Yeah, considering the size and considering where it's supposed to be used. I mean, it's yeah. it's not something that you're going to be making a long commute on, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're, you know, just, again, taking it to and from the train, taking it to and from the office, if you're within walking distance normally, mm-hmm. this is going to more than cover it. You know, depending on what the price is, I could see this being useful um, in my own life, honestly. Because I live uh, about a mile from a train station, sometimes I walk there. I could, I got a rhino through there. I know? think we have several people here in the office who uh, who walk, you know, a mile or more to get to the train in order mm-hmm. to get to the office. And and again, if you can carry it right on with you, and you don't have to worry about, you mm-hmm. know, strapping this thing into uh, a carrier on the front of the vehicle or you know the bus or whatever you're on, um, you know, all the better. You know, Robert Lamb from Stuff to Blow Your Mind. I do. He walks to the train station as well. Does he really? We walk to the same train station. Okay. I think uh, Jonathan Strickland does as well from Tech Stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So we've got a lot of people that this may uh, may be useful for, and I'm sure that our listeners can think of you know ways to use this or, or friends or people that they Ooh. know that could use something like this. And, and as far as we know, I mean, this big announcement that's coming in August, and again, you know, could be pushed a little bit. We'll but do a quick update. It's, it's coming. Um, you know, watch for it. You know, there's there's something happening at Rhino Motors, and Rudy's right to send this to us and say, you know, there's there's something going on here. Yes, and uh, speaking of things that are going on, before we go out uh, of this podcast, Scott, would you like to do some listener mail or maybe an update? Well, one quick thing, and then I'd like to do some listener mail. How about that? Perfect. All right. So I was just thinking that um, we've got a few kind of related subjects on how stuff works. Oh, good and, call. And we often try to tie these in and, and let people know about the technology that's involved. So, you know, the self-balancing stuff that we talked about in the Segway, uh, we have a lot of articles on how stuff works, like how how the se- oh, how Segways work, how monowheels work, you know, where you mm-hmm. ride inside the tire, that kind of crazy contraption. Which uh, you can do it, but not safely. No, we uh, we had an entire <laughs> podcast on solar right. wheels, didn't we? Yes. And uh, we also have, I'm sorry, on, on monowheels. Monowheels. And uh, there's another device called the solo wheel, which is something that kind of fits between your ankles, I guess. You would ride it sort of, it's it's related in that it looks similar, a one-wheeled yeah, mobility thing. It's uh, my least favorite of the things we're naming. I think so. And then there's also, and I can't even guarantee that there's a, and this just came to my head, you know, on my way in here, that we had, there's something called the Uno, U-N-O. Oh, wow, Uno. yeah. And it's a motorcycle, and it looks more like a uh, sport bike, but it's one wheel. And it has a lot of similarities to what we're talking about today, only this is the, you know, the one that we mentioned today, 
the Rhino Motors version is a a much more solid design, in my opinion. Uh, just the way it the way it appears, it seems like this is going to be far more doable. I guess. Yeah, I think the Rhino Motors is uh, Rhino Motors model is more feasible. Uh, the Uno seemed at at the time to seem uh, seemed kind of like a proof of concept. It did. It almost and it looked photoshopped. It wasn't, but it, it seemed kind of strange. It was. Yeah. It, that's actually a die cycle, which is uh, it's got two wheels that are placed really close together. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a different animal altogether. Um, also electric, I believe. But anyways, that's that was uh, the the kind of last thing that I wanted to do. And then I got a piece of listener mail here that I think we need to cover from uh, from a listener. There's something going on out west that I think we need to talk about. So we want to do a little listener mail. Yes. All right, so here's a, uh, a letter that I received from, or we both received, from a listener, and his name is uh, Mr. Stephen Ute Unite, is, as he signed the, the letter here. And all it says is, uh, and the, the message is short, but the link is what's important here. It just says, boys, L.A. baby. That's it. Oh, yeah. That's the entire message. So, I remember this. All right, Stephen, listen, but the but the uh, the link is what's important, and, and Stephen knew that as well. Um it's a it's a link to an article about the Peterson Automotive Museum, and of course that's a museum that's out in California, in Los Angeles. It was founded in 1994 by Robert Peterson, who was the head of a, uh, a publishing empire. Um, I think it was uh, included Motor Trend magazine, as what they say in this article. And we've talked about the Peterson Museum a few times. I know they have they have certain exhibitions that are mm-hmm. you know extremely worthwhile. You know for as far as automotive culture and especially American automobiles in general. Like they they have a lot of different groupings of vehicles, like maybe low riders or um, hot rods or you know the, the works of Ed Roth or you know things like that. Right. Well, there's kind of a new twist to this whole thing. Um, the, the headline of this article says, "Why is Peterson Museum selling off its cars?" Right, that's what caught me. You don't usually hear about a museum selling off its exhibits. And as you can imagine, uh, this is getting a lot of people really worked up. And I'll tell you why: because uh, the museums, uh, what they here, I'll just kind of briefly read through this yeah, here. Yeah. So I'm um, skimming through it, but. Uh, the museum's new head honchos apparently prefer motorcycles and French Art Deco vehicles over the classic automobiles that the Peterson Museum was supposed to be all about. Um, not surprisingly, because they're, they've kept their, you know, not surprisingly, they kept this the sales spree, as they call it, under the radar, so as not to create a stir. But the plan is to unload nearly a third of its 400 classic cars in order to make room for these Art Deco French cars and motorcycles. And that goes exa- that goes right against what is stated in the Peterson Museum mission statement. And just a quick line from the mission statement, uh, you know, that was founded again in 1994, uh, it says to pre- uh, present the history of the automobile and its impact on American life and culture using Los Angeles as the prime example. So that's the problem that a lot of people have. How do Art Deco cars and French cars and motorcycles represent American life, culture, and specifically L.A. culture as a uh, as an example? And this is going to get a lot of people mad because they've they've already auctioned off. I think it was about a dozen very high dollar cars that raised something like eight and a half million dollars. Wow! They're using the money to buy some French cars. Well, that was just twelve cars. The, the, there was a new auction coming up that they're talking about auctioning off something like. I think it's it's above a hundred. It's like one hundred and five cars that they're going to auction off, and they were hoping to keep all this kind of quiet. But the thing is, the the new executive director, his name is Terry uh, Cardus, 
He owns a motorcycle company called Champions Moto, so there's the motorcycle interest. And the new uh, board chairman, his name is Peter Mullen, and Peter Mullen has an automotive museum in Oxnard, California, uh, that boasts one of the world's foremost private collections of French cars. So that's his intent, you know, is to get some of his cars into the Peterson Museum, you know, to make room. And I'll tell you, this is making a lot of people in Los Angeles and other, you know, in just the automotive world in general, angry. And I thought I'd just mention it because it's something that, you know, I don't know, maybe a lot of people aren't really reading the L.A. Times or, you know, picking up on, you know, this this came from, I think, something called L.A. Observed. Yeah. Just kind of a, a side blog site. Uh, but uh, Stephen's right to send this, you know, that way we can get a little bit more uh, publicity about what's going on. But I think I think it's creating quite a stir. Yeah, thanks for sending, Stephen. I'll tell you what, Scott, big motorcycle and big French are in a conspiracy to ruin the Peterson. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. S- I'm sorry if I sounded like that when I said it. But <laughs> no, I'm the, kidding. I mean, that's the whole angle of this whole thing. And I can, I can understand, you know, if you're going against a, a, a museum that's approaching its 20th year, yeah, and it has such a formidable collection because we've we've talked about the Peterson Museum several times. They do have an extensive collection. They house amazing cars there. Um, some restored, some unrestored in a vault that's below the, the museum, mm-hmm. and they're clearing that out. Which was, I thought originally, those unrestored cars were just waiting on funding for restoration. That's right. right. Yeah, they're they're. I guess you could call them in progress, and a lot uh, of those have a, a tremendous history. Like uh, you know, they've been owned by. Movie stars, they've, they've, uh, you know, certain, well, I don't know, political figures yeah. or, or, um, you know, points in history, they've all got some type of story. And the problem is these things are being scattered now. But, okay, to be fair, why, why not just change the name of the museum? Along with the focus, you know, why not make a new museum? Well, because there's a, there's still a board of directors in place underneath these two new gentlemen that, you know, mm-hmm. that they, they're arguing their point, but however, the, the top guys are the ones saying, this is the direction we need to go. Yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of headbutting going on right now at the Peterson Museum. And I do want to say that, uh, as a fan of motorcycles and French cars, this isn't anything personal for me, but it does seem, um, almost antithetical to what the Peterson Museum was supposed to be doing. It I, is, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I agree. I'm not going to say, you know, I'm, I, I'm in no way against French cars or motorcycles or anything <laughs> like that. I don't want anybody to think that. But, uh, you know, maybe open up a, a you know, side exhibit yeah. or something like that. Build I mean, a these, new wing. And these guys have already got a museum that has French cars in it. You know, that's that seems like that's uh, they're kind of trying to mix the two when maybe they shouldn't be in this in this situation. Well, Scott, we're clearly on the same page about this. So let's see what our listeners th- think. Uh, Steve Ute, thank you for writing in and uh, letting us know about this, hipping us to this museum. Uh Museum shenanigans, that's what I'm going to call yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to keep my eye open on this one. Yeah, let us know uh, your take on the Peterson Museum's move toward motorcycles and French cars. You can drop us a line on Facebook where we are Car Stuff. You can send us a tweet where we are also Car Stuff. And you can send us an email directly. Our address is carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com.
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.